Welcome back to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Like the podcast, subscribe, make sure you leave a five-star review. So Kyle Rittenhouse was extradited to Wisconsin. Remember Kyle Rittenhouse, the teenager that uh, uh, shot and killed two men, shot and wounded a third as they were attacking him? Of course, this is all entirely ridiculous, as he should, as he never should have been charged with any crime at all, other than maybe a minor in possession of a firearm, which, according to Wisconsin law, is a misdemeanor. And, I mean, the only reason he was charged in the first place is because the DA caved into the mob. You know, maybe I'll break down my analysis of that rolling battle again one day. I did on Facebook when it happened. I will say that I had the details pegged down. I did a very, very thorough analysis of everything that I saw. And there's, and there's ample video out there. You should go see this for yourself. Um, warning, there's, it's a little bit graphic. But I had every detail done the exact same way as his very good legal team did long before they ever made an official statement, which kind of tells me I have a pretty solid legal grasp of when one can and cannot use lethal force in self-defense. Now, my process is that I fully absorb the story and form my own opinions based on what I know, and then I listen to the takes of the various news sources that I trust, and sometimes those I don't. Sometimes their commentary and opinions align with my own. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they change my opinion based on other information that I, I, did, I, I had not known or considered. You know, this is how you train yourself to think independently, and I encourage you all to do that. And I got to say, it's always nice to know when multiple experts in their field, to include you know Guy Relford, who is the gun guy, which is Saturdays 5 to 7 p.m. on 93.1 WIBC, and uh, podcast, The Gun Guy. Excellent guy, constitutional lawyer. And they completely agree with my absolutely amateur assessment of the situation. I got to say, <sighs> feels good. I look forward to the day that Mr. Rittenhouse walks out of court a free man being found not guilty and the political left loses their minds. Trump campaign takes over YouTube homepage for 24 hours. You know, the YouTube homepage where, you know, you know, type in YouTube.com and whatever's there is there and you don't have a choice. Yeah, for 24 straight hours, they were doing pro-Trump ads and... I I must say there had to have been people that just lost their minds over that. And of course, this only lasted for 24 hours. And then I saw Joe Biden ads for like seven straight days. So this was a few days ago. And I, in the midst of everything else, I've been having a hard time kind of squeezing little things like this in. So I wanted to get in, make you, you know, uh, give a good little laugh. From the Nerdy Merc Times... Local charity files complaint against veteran for not wearing a mask while in his own car. Come again? In English, please. Yes. If I had my own printing press, you bet your ass this would be front page news today. This actually happened to me this past Friday. Now, I'm not going to name the charity or provide any details about them. Not because I'm worried about legal action, because I'm not saying anything that didn't actually happen but because they do a lot of great work in their field, and I don't want to hurt them. Plus, I like to practice what I preach. I could easily name them, and who knows, maybe my reach is far enough that I could influence them. 
unlikely, yet. Whether I did or didn't, though, the aim would be to hurt their business or their brand, etc., over something stupid, and that is cancel culture, and I will have no part in it. Now, let me set the stage a little bit. I volunteer some time on occasion with a charity, and this charity does work with another charity, kind of mutually beneficial, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type deal, and, and, and they're able to work like that and get some stuff done, and that's great. That's pretty common. I know that. So I had to interact with this other charity in the name of the charity that I volunteer for, and over the weekend, the person that I report to in my charity got an email from this other charity. We'll call it, never mind, no, I'm not going to call it anything. So the email says, and I'm going to edit it a little bit so there's no identifiable information. It says, hi there, I wanted to pass along some information regarding your volunteer, which would be me. He arrived for pickup 30 minutes late. And you know what? Full disclosure, yeah, I did. That was an accident and I actually sent them a message letting them know that I was running late and I apologized. Time had just gotten away from me. And I and I told them exactly when I would arrive. So I own that, but they didn't provide that context. I did inform them that I was going to be late, you know, but I own it. It is what it is. And was not wearing a mask. This is also true. Now, what they're leaving out of that is that I was in my car. Okay? I was not required to go inside their 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 physical location at all. I was in my car. You pull up, there's a number you text, which is the number I texted them, let them know I'd be late, uh, and let them know what spot you're in, and they come out to you. Now, moving on, when asked to do so by our staff member who explained it is our policy, who explained that it is our policy, he says something to the effect that it was ridiculous and that he did not have one. I did say it was ridiculous because, again, I was in my car. They continue, we are, of course, trying to be careful, and in addition, the staff member is pregnant. You know what? That's wholly irrelevant. That's not my, that, I'm, not, I'm not responsible for you being pregnant, okay? You're responsible for being there. Moving on, she was unable to go over the paperwork or instructions. Okay, no, she was able to. They could have called me afterwards. They could have said it from a distance. I said, look, I'm not wearing a mask. She, now remember, this is Friday. It was raining. She laid the paperwork and the stuff that I needed to pick up down onto the wet pavement in a cardboard box. I got kind of frustrated at that. And they even mentioned that she had to sit the stuff and paperwork down and step away for him to retrieve. He then told her she could have come, she could have just put it in the car for him. I did say that because I was mad that they put cardboard and paperwork down onto wet pavement. And I said, well, you could have just put it in my car then. That's how I said it. See, there's no context whatsoever in any of this. And they continue, I am not sure if this is a volunteer that may come to our clinic again, but the staff has been instructed, instructed to refuse service if needed for anyone not respecting our policy. We never have issue with your volunteers, and this may be a fluke. I just wanted to pass this along. Ladies and gentlemen, we may not yet be in 1984, but we are somewhere in the freaking 70s. Okay, technically late 50s if you've read the book, but my way sounded far more sinister. 
if I'd said we may not yet be in 1984, but we are somewhere in the late 50s, people would be like, oh, well, we've got a little time. What's for lunch? Since when has it ever been a policy of anywhere to force people to actively take responsibility for the health or welfare of another from within their own dwelling, which in Indiana includes your home or occupied motor vehicle? Might be the same in your state, I don't know. Either way, a place that you have a reasonable expectation of privacy. An argument can be made, although I think one, a weak one, in regards to the Rona, that there is precedent for such measures while in public, keyword, in public, during an outbreak or a pandemic, but what has never, never existed in a free society is the mindset that I, while in my home or while in my car, must take responsibility for you and or vice versa. What has always existed in a free society is choice, as in my choice to accept the risk of walking out my front door, as in my choice to accept the risk of going to the store, or as in my choice to accept the risk of eating in a restaurant, and so on and so forth. You have the same choice. You either accept the risk or decide it's not worth it, and, and, and you order DoorDash, or you have your groceries delivered by Amazon. You decide how much risk you accept, and you do the same for your immediate relatives. You know, maybe your family is young and relatively healthy, but you're in constant contact with family members or friends that are high risk. You know, maybe, maybe you make different choices then. Maybe you don't go out to eat as much. Maybe you wear the mask. None of, speaking of masks, I mean, none of these masks anyone wears offers any protection whatsoever from getting the virus. Instead, the wearing of the mask is now for the good of others. Never in my life have I agreed to any alteration of the social contract. You know, the one that, excuse me, at the time of my birth, and I suspect long before that, says that at a minimum... While in my dwelling, and while in my places where I have a reasonable expectation of privacy, I have absolutely zero responsibility for the health and welfare of anyone else in society. Okay, that's, that has always been the social contract in America. Okay, I've never, like, at a minute, like, while in my own dwelling, while in places where I have a reasonable expectation of privacy, I am responsible for nobody. I have no obligation to anybody. Okay, I've never agreed to an alteration, an amendment, or a new contract altogether. And because I have the freedom of choice, I can say no and walk away from the table. You know, goodbye old con or excuse me, goodbye new contract, the old contract remains. Man, that's that's Judge Judy 101. It takes two parties to agree upon a contract amendment or a new contract, and no, no, that is absolutely the hill upon which I will choose to die metaphorically or physically. I've never been expected to be responsible for the health of anyone outside of my dwelling, which, as I said before, in Indiana, that includes your occupied motor vehicle. As long as I can still say no, I'm free. Now, what happens if that bill is ever signed into law? You'd be like, whoa, 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 now you're getting crazy, Jeff. How are you, how are you equating a charity uh, in trying to do this policy with, with legislators? Well, okay, follow me here. Okay, what happens if at the point of a gun, because that's what all law is, essentially, the physical exercise of political force, when there's a knock at the door and yell of police because they're there to arrest you because they have evidence you weren't wearing a mask in your, home, in your own home 
or say while smoking a cigar on your front porch, what do you do then? And if you think that hasn't at least been thought about by someone, by some disgusting oxygen thief in some cushy office who got a taste for tyranny over the last eight months, well, then I welcome you back from your unplanned deserted island vacation, and I hope Wilson is doing well. From an article at Breitbart.com, Scottish Justice Secretary demands hate speech at home be prosecuted. Now, this is a guy by the name of Humza Yousaf has said he wants Scotland's new hate crime bill to criminalize conversations in private homes if they allegedly stir up hatred. Okay, I just got one question. Who determines what hate speech is? Hmm? Is it me? Is it you? Is it a court? Is it this guy? Is it the, 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 um, the prime minister? Who determines what hate speech is? It's very subjective and very totalitarian to even believe that this is a good policy. Uh, he continues on. Yusuf said there would, uh, there would not be a dwelling defense um, so that discussions at a dinner table could land a Scotsman in court for hate speech. Despite reports last month that the proposed law would be watered down so that authorities would still require evidence of intent to offend in order to secure uh, conviction, Yusuf of the leftist separatist Scottish National Party, the SNP, wants the law to have the power to invade people's private homes. Now, granted, this is a slightly different topic, you know, uh, hate speech versus masks. But it's the same invasion of privacy, so for the sake of this point, it's the same argument being made. And that is, we must be allowed to monitor you in your home in case you are doing something that might cause harm to the rest of society. How else can that be interpreted? At its, you know, at its base problem, how else am I supposed to interpret that? You know, what if, what if this happens where I live? What if it happens where you live? You know, do you resist? Do you fight back? Do you even have the wherewithal to effectively fight it in the courts? Do you resist at the moment and risk your life for your principles? I mean, those are, those are decisions that every single one of you have to make on your own. I can't make it. That's, that's your call. But for those reasons, none of us should ever accept the new social contract being thrust upon us. Now, I, I know all this sounds like I'm anti-mask. I'm, I'm really not. Okay, I mean, I, I have a science background. I believe science. And I believe there is some science that backs up the basic notion of a mask catching water vapor that could transmit viruses. And on that level, it makes sense. What I am is pro-choice. Huh? Takes on a whole new meaning in that sense. You know, you choose to accept or mitigate the risks when you step out on the front door, step out your front door. I've never been any more responsible for you than you are for me. And here's the key part. Nor would I demand you accept any responsibility for me. But this charity, or that legislator, or that senator, or that city councilman, they absolutely would. And if that idea was ever put into a bill, and that bill was ever approved by whatever legislative body approves such bills, and that bill was presented to that mayor or that governor or that or the president and that bill was signed into law it will be enforced by men who have guns 
When you connect the dots and you go from A to B to C to D all the way to Z, when you follow it through to its logical conclusion, as I have, it paints a very violent picture. These people that think these ideas are good and wholesome, they are dangerous. They are violent in their ideology. And what makes them so dangerous is that they have convinced a large portion of the population that these things, which we must all do for the safety of everyone else, is so necessary that you must even do it in the private sanctity of your own dwelling. And I say that because how many times have you looked to the left or the right while you're driving down the road and you saw someone wearing a mask or a face shield even inside their own car with no one else around? These are the people that have that have been convinced that they need to do it in the privacy of in the private sanctity of their own dwelling. Oh, you know, for the good of everyone. I say that also because every other person in that parking lot I was in was wearing a mask while in their own car. You know, I mean, now you might say, well, Jeff, how are they going to know if you are or you aren't in the privacy of your own dwelling? You know, are your neighbors going to spy on you? Surely not. Until you remember that several cities, including my own, have hotlines for people that snitch on other people in public for not wearing a mask. Or, and I admit this is going pretty far down the rabbit hole, but come on. Who would have thought so many of George Orwell's ideas would have become so popular and mainstream? So it's really not that far of a stretch. Or are we going to be forced to have two-way telescreens? A la 1984? Which, by the way, wasn't supposed to be a damn instruction manual. And again, the absolute worst part is they've convinced us that it's for our own good. So wear a mask. Or don't. As you choose. And if any government so-called authority ever tells me that I have to wear a mask, I will say no, and I will walk away. That's as violent as I will get. But I submit that the government has zero authority to tell me I must wear a mask. Now, regarding this charity, had I been required to go inside and had they insisted upon me wearing a mask, and since I was representing another charity, I would have done so, and again, I would have done so without protest. If that's if that crossed some sort of moral, moral line of mine, and I didn't want to or no longer chose to wear a mask anywhere, then I make the choice to no longer work with my charity because they will expect me to do what I have decided no longer to do. To expect someone to take responsibility for you while that other person is in their own dwelling is a violent ideology to have, and you should always say no to the loss of liberty. Well, that's the end of this segment. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Find me on all the social medias or go to the website, www.nerdymerc.com. Make sure you stick around for the next segment, and thank you for listening. <laughs>